You're listening to the National Health Executive's Finger on the Pulse podcast with me, your host, Matt Roberts, to guide you beyond the headlines with news, views, and insider truths from across the healthcare sector. This episode of NHE's Finger on the Pulse podcast is brought to you by Parking Eye, the UK's leading car park solutions provider, helping healthcare estates manage parking to increase capacity, remove complaints, grow revenue, and deliver a better hospital experience. So, welcome back to NHE's Finger on the Pulse podcast. Uh, on today's episode, our conversations focus around one particular cog in the wider healthcare machine. One we all probably see and we interact with regularly, but perhaps we often overlook um, as a key part of healthcare and providing healthcare for people. And that's car parking facilities, the management and the functions they can play and the roles they can play. There's a wealth of benefits um, that care providers and health providers can benefit and draw from these and from a successful, well-operated car park. Many that you wouldn't necessarily have thought about either. And to help me delve into that subject, I'm delighted to be joined by Michelle Nix from Parking Eye. So welcome to the podcast, Michelle. Thank you. And I suppose we'll jump straight into, I suppose, an introduction of yourself and what Parking Eye do for our audience who don't necessarily know. So I'm the account director here looking after the NHS sector at Parking Eye. Um, We oversee almost 600 healthcare sites across the UK. Um, We've been in business since 2004 and we've grown from pioneering uh, provider into a market leader who provides a wide range of AMPR services, including paid parking, permit and demand solutions to ease parking pain for many healthcare sites in the UK. We manage um, huge NHS sites, sort of large acute sites with upwards of 15 to 20 car parks and above, um, right down to your small independent medical centres with maybe one staff car park. We do find that many of them um, obviously are abused even when they do have a small car park because they want to make sure that it's kept free for staff. Um, we've got a 97% client retention rate in the NHS sector, which is just huge. Um, obviously, once we get a, a client, they are very happy with our services and want to stay with us. And we use the AMPR technology on site to help healthcare sites thrive um, and make the best of their car parks. Amazing. And sort of car parking isn't always necessarily viewed as the forefront, the, the sort of cutting edge of assisting healthcare, but it does play a huge role within that. Um, could you talk us through a little bit of work about how sort of Parking Eye is implementing these positive strategies, how they can uh, help improve sort of the care and the wider health we can do? Obviously, as you said, 97% retention rate, your customers must be happy with what you're doing. Yeah, so I mean, car parts are a hugely overlooked, um, incredibly important asset for a healthcare site. Um, it can obviously create revenue streams, it transforms the experience for staff and patients and obviously visitors, not to mention the live data that we can provide from the AMPR cameras to assist with on site planning. Um, especially when you look at managing capacity on sites, um, everyone thinks. Uh, AMPR is only about enforcement, but it's it's more about the healthy space turnover of the sites, reducing the poor parking behaviours that we see on many healthcare sites, but it's about so much more. Um, AMPR can optimise the layout of a car park, for example, um, our installation at Manchester Royal Infirmary on one of their multi-storeys. Uh, we've installed cameras on the public levels and then okay. a separate camera system on the staff levels. So as it stops the staff parking in the public areas and vice versa, the mm-hmm. public parking in the staff areas. Um, it's also about the user experience. So we find that as soon as our system goes in, um, it's very easy to find a space. 
thanks to um, the different layouts that we can offer. We have an easy pay system, so we think very carefully about the locations of the kiosks on site in conjunction with our clients. We look at, um, obviously, the AMPR integration into the kiosks, which will reduce errors when public and the uh, public and staff are paying for parking at the kiosk because it will um, bring up the VRM. If they start to key in the first few digits of the vehicle registration, it actually brings up a series of images and says, is this one of your cars? Yeah. So that obviously reduces errors on site. We've got a lot of cashless options, which is even more important these days than it ever was. Um, with contactless um, Apple Pay. We've also got our good to go system, which is um, you register once on the website and then you can come and go as you please and it will automatically take the payment from your account and it will let you know what the tariff is. And our kiosks are actually endorsed by DMUK um, because we wanted to ensure that our kiosks were suitable for um, disabled motorists yeah. and wheelchair users. And we actually had the chief exec of DMUK come into our office and assess one of our kiosks. And he thinks that it's a, it's a great um, kiosk for usability when you're in a wheelchair. So we're really proud of that. Um, and we also offer barcode scanners um, and promotions on our kiosks. So if, for example, a client wanted to offer staff parking at a reduced rate, we can provide them with barcode vouchers to scan at the kiosks. Um, in terms of staff, we obviously offer a permit system, but that can be done obviously virtually. We don't have to actually display a permit inside the vehicle, which reduces obviously cost to the trust. And we can also look at pre-booking options for staff. We're just recently um, going into a healthcare site in London where their staff can pre-book spaces rather than having to turn up and potentially find that there's no spaces yeah. available, which obviously leads to it being a stress-free experience. And sort of building on that that we, we've just discussed, uh, could you also sort of maybe talk through a little bit more of the, the operational aspects, um, how that sort of fits into the, the whole scheme of how you work? So, for example, when we installed our system at Manchester Royal Infirmary, they went from a barriered car park with a token system to a free flow. Mm -hmm. um, and they actually went from 200,000 vehicles per month up to 250,000 vehicles. Mm -hmm. And it also enabled them to keep their blue light routes clear. Um, we, we also look to obviously eradicate complaints. Um, it removes the chance of any queues to get in and out from the barriers and any complaints from surrounding residents because we know that the barriers can cause queues out yeah. of, of the car parks at, at peak times, for example. Um, we can also obviously ensure that the resource that they've got allocated to looking after that barrier system um, is, is reallocated to, to another um, area of the hospital where they need staff. It's generally security staff that are looking after these sorts of equipment um, and obviously security on a hospital site is at a premium so we can make sure that they're doing what they should be doing. Um, our system will also give our clients the visibility um, of who is using their car park 24-7 and obviously will increase security without even having your security team on site. Um, if there are any um, crimes or issues that take place on site, we've got that data and it's yeah. capable of being um, you know, provided to the police. Um, we've got insight reports which we can 
give to our clients that show aspects of duration, different user levels, whether your staff arrive at a particular peak point, do they need to reallocate shift times, um, and it will also obviously give them some data to sort of plan their outpatient appointments to be able to look at, well, we don't want them starting at this time because we've got this high level of cars coming into our sites. Um, and obviously, as I mentioned before, the police can actually also request the AMPR footage for any incidents of theft or vandalism. We've got a dedicated police inbox here yeah. at Parking Eye where they can contact us directly and we can provide the data very, very quickly. That also then leads on to the top and bottom line revenues for our system and, and for our clients. When we do install our systems in an NHS trust, our clients generally see an increase in revenue of at least 20%. That's generally through increased throughput, um, additional ways to pay. Um, obviously, the less that a barrier is down, mm -hmm. if there's no barriers there, then obviously the revenue streams are going to be constant. And the revenues are actually margin rich thanks to the automated AMPR with needing far less admin and ongoing support. Um, we also obviously offer the ability for any in-store discounts if you like. So if there is um, a franchise within the hospital, they can sort of drive better um, lease and tenancy terms. They can drive tenant sales through our kiosks. Uh, we can put offers onto the kiosk so that if they take their receipt to a particular place they can get um, you know, a discount on the coffee or the lunch or whatever. And it also drives cost out which allows our healthcare facilities to do more which is what we want. We want more uh, revenue and more time invested into patient care. Um, and with the better payment rates, obviously, it's easier to pay, as I mentioned before, with the auto pay good to go system. And one of our largest UK acute trusts saw revenues actually lift by 40% yeah. um, when the new parking strategy was implemented. But we do know that every single healthcare facility is different. There isn't a one size fits all approach. We work very, very closely with our clients on what they want. And whereas one site might focus on revenue generation, another one might prioritize the patient experience. Yeah. So the parking strategy that we create for our clients is recommended and created with a deep understanding of what they want to achieve and what we know will work. And that's why we've worked with over 24 trusts across the UK to date, which is continuously growing. Yeah, absolutely. As you say, it's building that sort of wide-reaching but also bespoke um, solution addressing all the needs that the uh, each trust has because, as you say, there isn't one one size fits all. Yeah, our account management team have actually, um, they, they deal with everyone so differently and we've got such a wealth of experience on the NHS side with our team that they uh, will never be surprised at, at what our clients need. We also offer a local engagement plan to each of our trusts that come on board with us. We work very closely with the communications department to put together a package that is um, suitable for them, which includes drafting press releases, mm -hmm. it includes writing to local MPs, um, because we find that when we do install a system, um, a lot of our well, a lot of their users will obviously go to their local MP with complaints and if a local MP is equipped to understand what the process is and what the, 
the um, installation is going to be, they are more equipped to respond to that um, constituent and it helps to reduce complaints. We certainly don't want to turn up on a site and install the equipment and go live and nobody knows about it. That's not what we're about. We we tend to you know make sure that all our um, clients and their users are aware of the system that's going in and we work with them to word it for their website. We make sure that we provide them with leaflets and posters if necessary, um, look at the information that they're displaying on their internal message boards and make sure that everyone is aware pre-go live that this system is coming into effect and where to go for any questions or information that they, they may need. Yeah, definitely. And it sort of fits in nicely with that sort of whole package system. It's not something you necessarily think of from a parking solution provider to actually provide the comms for it. But yeah. they all fit in together, they're all interconnected. They do, and it's really important that, that everyone knows it's coming in rather yeah. than just turning up on site and thinking, gosh, what do I do? No, absolutely. This episode of NHRE's Finger on the Pulse podcast is brought to you by Parking Eye, the UK's leading car park solutions provider, helping healthcare estates manage parking to increase capacity, remove complaints, grow revenue, and deliver a better hospital experience. Not that long ago, our audience might have actually recognised the name Parking Eye, and that's because we conducted a survey of our audience um, in collaboration with yourselves. Um, that was back towards the beginning of the year, and obviously while some situations have changed, uh, a lot of the reflections we've drawn from that data and that yourselves have drawn from that data are due to be um, featured in our upcoming September-October edition. I, I don't know whether how much you're, you're able to say. Um, we don't want to obviously detract from the piece itself, but could you perhaps give a little bit of a sneak peek of whether there were any surprises or sort of patency expectancy from that data? Yeah, so we found that parking impacts everyone, obviously, whether they're directly responsible for facilities across the complex estate or leaving at the front line. Um, one might say it's the parking ripple. We found that almost 90% felt that parking was very important um, and 46 stating that it's, it is hugely important with a strategic imperative. Um, and a further 44% listed the car park as important whilst not critical. So we can see that it's a, a hugely important factor in, in these sites. A staggering 85% stated that the car park can become so congested that it creates a backlog in surrounding routes and areas, which can obviously lead to complaints from local communities, um, which was a massive shocker to us, really. 85% is quite high. And then a third of the respondents felt that the car park was a key aspect of the overall facility experience, with only 3% feeling that the parking technology could yield a rich behavioural data or create a crucial revenue stream for cost-stricken healthcare facilities. Almost half of the respondents actually said that almost all of their sites still had physical barriers in place, which it is it, it is a surprising statistic, but then not in the same time, because I know that NHS sites are quite um, sort of committed to their barriers and yeah. because they've been in for such a long time. Um, I mean, given that new technologies are available to speed up traffic flows in and out of sites and to automa automate payments, um, barriers can be very temperamental and very expensive on the maintenance side of things and we often find that they break very very regularly um, and obviously if you've got a barriered car park and that's broken and it's down in position you're going to have some very irate uh, users of yeah. your site wanting to get out of that car park um, and the output was that this you know there's still so much doing raising awareness of the wider application of ampr which is quite surprising in these times yeah and similarly as we 
sort of say that there were some surprises came out of that data and that's always in in my mind at least from the editorial side that always suggests that the conversation needs to keep happening yeah. if there's surprises being brought out um until we have a situation where we're not shocked by anything definitely so sort of having a situation like these having these conversations about it can only ever improve the system yeah and sort of the research obviously as we touched on it was conducted prior earlier in the year prior to what is probably arguably one of the biggest health situations we're going to have seen for many years mm-hmm. um, with coronavirus and sort of what did yourselves do to sort of support your partners or the uh, the customers and sort of help um, and play your role in, in healthcare it's been such a situation of everyone chipping in and getting involved yeah it has been a, a very testing time for everybody um, and we felt it was only right and proper that we suspend all enforcement mm-hmm. um, towards the end of March um, at our NHS sites right from like you say the small medical centres up to your large acute hospitals um, and we did that in some cases before any of our clients asked us to um, we also worked with our wider client base to offer free parking for NHS staff at private car parks near to the healthcare locations and I'm really proud to say that we made almost 10,000 spaces available to those healthcare workers who needed it most because obviously they were fighting to save lives and keep yeah. us all safe um, and we have been working with other medical centres um, who are obviously setting up large marquees for testing facilities um, where they've got capacity and that obviously meant that their car parks were no more in mm-hmm. some cases. Um, I think COVID has left its mark in a couple of ways, visitor behaviours and safety measures. Um, I think one could be forgiven for thinking that hospitals have been overwhelmed by COVID-19 when weekly levels are still below the pre-pandemic days. People are staying away and outpatients are only now in the recent sort of couple of weeks starting to operate into some form of normality. Um, We have seen a surge in private hospitals Um, but perhaps that's driven by those who can pay for elective procedures Mm. without waiting to go into the private, um, sorry, opting to go into the private instead of going to the NHS sites. Um, We've witnessed very poor parking behaviours creeping back in um, when the rules were removed. Um, (laughs) Obviously a lot of parking across drop pavements. We've had inconsiderate parking, extended stays and general misuse. Some sites obviously have been offering free parking, mm. which has led to an increase in abuse. And that's definitely created an awful lot of headaches for the operational teams on site when they needed it least. Um, but we have also supported some of our healthcare sites with manned attendants yeah. to help and advise the public and staff alike where necessary. I think that anyone with a car park now needs to understand the hands-free strategy yeah. um, and maintain good traffic flow and also obviously keep the revenues flowing and fast because obviously um, NHS sites need as much as they possibly can. Um, we're looking at, into more touchless technologies and they are enabled by AMPR and have gained huge popularity in the wake of the pandemic and hospital sites are no different. Um, we've also been looking at signage around payment machines, you know, potentially widening car parking spaces, the cleaning regimes, you know, we've been working with our clients to try and increase the cleaning regimes, particularly yeah. on the touchscreen terminals and the kiosks, which are touchscreen as well. How to manage the walkways and lift areas and the door etiquette are all things we've suggested to help the sites, not just obviously in healthcare, but to facilitate social distancing in our other other sites too. It's not just a sector specific issue here, is it? 
Um, it's also become clear that COVID has catapulted the adoption of touchless technologies to the top of the business wish list in a bid to ensure safety for users above all else. And as I mentioned earlier, our auto pay solution good to go is available on hundreds of sites across the UK and the AMPR tech does all the hard work, logging in and out times to calculate durations and charges and then a simple SMS text on exit will confirm what's been deducted without the motorist having to do anything at all, leaving them free to focus on their visit. Um, and it's an excellent addition to any on-site payment methods that you've got on-site. Yeah, certainly, as, as you say there, there's so much involved in making sure that we, we make these car parks sort of COVID-friendly, for a want of a better way of describing it. Mm. Um, that isn't just when, at least probably myself and other people sometimes naively think of a car park, it just involves putting the car somewhere, but there's so many steps beyond that, as you say, from cleaning the sort of touch screens through to making sure social distancing the walkways. It's a, it's a huge sort of process and there's so, all these sort of small gains and wins that already yourself seem to be managing to sort of bring in. Definitely. Uh, and sort of similarly, we, we briefly touched on it earlier but what we're seeing in a lot of sort of larger car park facilities both that are nhs owned and as you touched on some that um you work with outside the sector of uh, very kindly volunteers um they're being used for situations such as mobile testing and uh, methods such as these how do trust sort of balance factors like that into their strategy obviously they could build a, a great strategy that has all of these methods social distancing all of that but then if they need space as well for other steps such as um mobile testing, uh, such as new rules, new restrictions, how do they balance all of that and how do you support them? So our system is obviously very bespoke to each individual mm -hmm. site um, and we've been working with healthcare sites to advise where they need to facilitate mobile testing areas, but only after checking that they've got available occupancy through the data. Um, we obviously offer the virtual permit solutions, which are absolutely critical for reallocating car parks to different usage very, very quickly. For example, we can apply um, staff whitelist to any car park that they wish, meaning that they can move that chunk of staff from one car park to another, sort of at the drop of a hat, really. Um, and that will help to reduce any impact on the new mobile testing bays that are being created on site. Um, Proactive monitoring has never been more important. It allows us and our client to get ahead of any issues. And as we've already mentioned, there are plenty of other ways in which healthcare sites are now having to facilitate social distancing. And for me, the most important and exciting of all measures being taken to ensure self safe healthcare environments is the adoption of touchless tech, which is of course enabled by AMPR. Certainly, and sort of all of these technologies being able to introduce them is as you mentioned there is about being able to see this data about being able to monitor it and be very proactive make those changes very early on in the process and that's a huge tool that for trusts might seem quite scary but is made a lot more sort of accessible by yourselves yeah sure um and sort of obviously we've, we've discussed a bit about the current present situation um and the, the impacts of that, but looking forward sort of beyond that into the future, hopefully in a, a world where we go back to a little bit more of the normalcy we saw before, um, what do you necessarily think is the uh, the next steps parking will take, um, parking management, all the solutions? Uh, do you think they'll play an even bigger role in sort of the wider health solution? 
yeah, I mean, for me, definitely, there's there's three words, really. There's cashless, user experience, and revenue. Uh, I effectively know that that is four words, but three sort of terminologies. <laughs> the first one, cashless, obviously, historically, there's been a reticence to embrace fully virtualized parking, certainly within the NHS sector. Unfortunately, the emotional connection that our clients once had to physical barriers is a great example. We do find that we um, have to obviously promote all the um, good bits about having a barrierless, but for some reason, a lot of our NHS trusts are are still um, obviously going with barriers. Um, The user experience, brand reputation is key, but we have to manage the complaints in uh, the best possible way. And we don't want our NHS sites being flooded with a lot of complaints. It's a time drain for the already strained on-site teams and parking will become more automated for healthcare sites and deliver a more seamless experience for the user. In terms of revenue, whilst the debate about free parking on NHS site continues to to roll with the government, etc., parking revenues for both the site itself and if they have any tenants on site like Costa or WH Smith, for example, through next generation tech like AMPR, that is central to making sure that the facilities thrive and their revenue either sustains or, or increases in some cases. Um, And I think in an industry where parking has never been more exciting than it is now, we definitely want to push the envelope of what's possible whilst also wrestling with the devastating ripple left by COVID-19. But for us, we'll continue to put our clients first and assist them in reaching their own objectives. Definitely working in partnership with all our clients is is key to the the future for us. Certainly, and sort of, I think that's a, a very nice and very powerful sort of message to end on. Obviously, we could continue talking and dive into the minutiae of it, but we've covered all of the real aspects of parking, how it can really assist, how there are the, the growth to improve as well. And I think for a lot of our listeners who've probably gone into this, maybe being like like myself, understanding that the, the car park and that side of things plays a key role, but now I'm quite understanding how, I think we've managed to fit that and frame that really nicely. Um, so I know from myself, and I'm sure the same from all of our listeners, Really appreciate it, you taking the time, sort of giving up your, your busy schedule by the sounds of it and sort of having a real open conversation with her. So we really do appreciate oh, that's that. That's great. Thank you. This episode of NHE's Finger on the Pulse podcast is brought to you by Parking Eye, the UK's leading car park solutions provider, helping healthcare estates manage parking to increase capacity, remove complaints, grow revenue and deliver a better hospital experience. Thanks for listening to this episode of NHE's Finger on the Post podcast. Join the conversation on social media or get in touch through the link on our website. To stay up to date with all the latest news and episodes, make sure to subscribe, drop us a rating on whatever streaming service you're using. This has been National Health Executive's Finger on the Post podcast. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.